Who's Bekistan? Where's Bekistan? Why's Bekistan? How's Bekistan? Beck is in Uzbekistan. What's going good and what's going bad? And she's live from Tashkent, Uzbekistan, in the heart of Central Asia. Okay, a special midweek episode of Who's Bekistan? I'm in the waiting game. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Uh, it's almost time for me to go to the airport for the little quick jaunt back home I am taking. Um, unusual for me to travel in the winter, but more on that later. So, what am I excited about? So, I graded essays or marked essays for my British listeners. Uh, that was the week after Christmas. And then last week had to go to school one day to finalize the marks with my teaching partner. But that's it. And so I've pretty much just been hanging loose for the past week and a half. And unfortunately, my school doesn't take a formal winter break. But classes are not in session. So it it is sort of annoying to be on the clock but have nothing to do. Um which I can maybe make some politically incorrect comments about that. But, um, but yeah, that, that really is the glory of the teaching profession, that it does have some built-in breaks that are needed to, you know, refresh and regenerate and reflect on what happened last semester and be thinking about what's going to happen next semester. And the glory of being in a university is time to sort of plan ahead in the way you don't really get in a K-12 setting. So um, luckily, I'm not too responsible for that, and my teaching partner mainly does the planning, but um, but I have to kind of interpret it and, and kind of replan it for me. But yeah, I mean, it is glorious to be in a career that operates on a semester schedule, and I wish that more people's jobs lent themselves to that. Um, uh, most people in Uzbekistan work six days a week, And, you know, it's just really hard to have any quality of life like that. And then in the West, you know, even with the five-day-a-week, you know, Monday to Friday, eight-to-five grind, yeah, which, I mean, is really a relentless, a relentless pace. Now, I think there are ways teaching is, is different, but but everybody would benefit from time to take a break. But definitely, I'm grateful to be in a line of work that has that inherently built in. Even though my current job could configure that a little and more palatably. Like, I technically wasn't supposed to be able to leave the country, but we did some careful figuring on that. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. What I am puzzled by is the just the 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 enormity of dealing with international air travel. So there has been a big winter storm here where it snowed over a foot, and now it is about two degrees Fahrenheit, so well below zero uh, Celsius. When I was out earlier today eating lunch, the roads do look like they're, you know, moving pretty good. But 
you know, now that the sun's gone down, what kind of condition that's going to be in, I'm pretty worried about. Um, but, you know, t things here tend to kind of, kind of just roll, you know, kind of just roll with the weather. They don't really shut stuff down. Cars keep going. And there's so many cars on the road, that's what melts the snow. They don't treat the roads. But the sidewalks are a disaster area full of slush and ice. I about fell several times a day, really, really hoping I don't. So, yes, just the, the, the overwhelming, worrisome aspect of international travel. Like, I just wish it were more straightforward. And, I, and this is, I get the glory of living in a town with an international airport, albeit a small international airport. But this is the closest I've ever lived to the airport. And, I mean, even with that, I'm, like, worried about the taxi um, with the weather being so bad. And then my flight has been delayed by an hour. I hope that doesn't increase because I've got an awfully tight connection in Istanbul. And, you know, then just dealing with having to do this at odd hours. Like, right now, it is 11.20 at night. I just want to go in, I just want to go to bed. But I'm about to go to the airport and get in this big saga of waiting. And it's probably going to be cold in there. And, yeah, I'm about to get in the longest part of the journey in the middle of the night, which is the waiting game. And, um, I did talk with Turkish Airlines earlier this evening. And, you know, they assured me that if I missed the connection, that they would rebook and, you know, provide a hotel if necessary. That seems awfully good to be true, but I guess I need to kind of believe that. So just, um, you know, knowing that I'm a long time away from when I'm going to be resting comfortably in a bed. I usually can sleep on a plane, but these journeys are long with all these moving parts about transport and who's going where and when and what to eat and and la 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 so in my head in advance of all these trips i'll be like oh i'm a badass oh i i am experienced at this oh i got it i got it i got it but here we are in the moment of and i'm just like oh all i want to do is go to bed and can i just can i just open my eyes and magically be in the united states so yeah, that just the the how how I'm able to keep managing the pressures of of this kind of thing, and I'm, I mean I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for all the experiences I've had, but that doesn't mean it doesn't that I'm not dealing with some you know very difficult things you know to deal with that it's hard on your body. So. um Anyway, so that's definitely just just how how we keep jumping around the earth on these planes is just puzzling. Uh yeah. So I don't I don't know what to say yet about the trip home. Um, I am definitely having my big coping mechanism where anytime I'm about to get on an international flight, I find myself sort of um disenchanted with wherever i'm leaving from it's like ah just i gotta get out of here i want to get away from these people let me get let me get let me get back home let me get back home to my real life and then if i'm at home flying back here i'm like ah my hometown's boring ah, i gotta get back to the international people and it just flips the complete other direction but it's it's some kind of coping mechanism so I'm just, you know, just trying to learn from experience and just ride the waves, just ride the waves, 
Ride the waves. Um, I wish the Tashkent Airport were nicer. It's re—I mean, it's basically a glorified regional airport. It just happens to have inter a few international flights. So, um, yeah, not not high quality in the slightest. Not not with good restaurants or shops or anything like that or any comfort features or. And it got me thinking about airports that like. I guess these major airports are designed as hubs that like people are going to be lay over there where really the Tashkent airport is not going to have people lay over. Um, I guess unless they were taking a puddle jumper to one of the other cities in Uzbekistan, but there's probably more of that than I realize. But yeah, I, you know, Tashkent is a terminus. Uh, not, not a pass through. So, anyway, those are just a few things on my mind as I'm just killing a little time to, before I call the taxi, and appreciate the people who are listening, whoever you are, wherever you are. Feel free to share out with any relevant parties. And, yeah, closing out the first half of season two, Who's Becca Stan? Stay tuned to see what happens in the second half of the year when I can begin to answer the question more accurately, how long do I plan to stay? Rolling into second semester, and we'll see what happens with that. Okay, over and out.